Welcome to the Family Biz Show. According to Family Enterprise USA, family businesses in the U.S. account for over 64% of GDP and employ 62% of the workforce. In other words, they are the backbone of our economy. But success doesn't come easy. Only 13% are operating in the third generation. The Family Biz Show is here to help. Listen in to hear stories from other family businesses and industry thought leaders so that you and your family not only survive, but thrive. Welcome, everybody, to the Family Biz Show. I am your host, Michael Columbus, with Family Wealth and Legacy in Rochester, New York. And I'm super excited to bring Alex Kirby and Katie Jesenowski of Total Family Management to you today. Um, these guys are really knocking it out of the park in terms of really having an impact with families and helping families to strengthen, which is one of our you know, core purposes. They're helping them to strengthen their legacies and just some really great stuff with Total Family Management. So you're in for a great show. Um, Alex, Katie, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. So we have a tradition on the show that is kind of tell us your journey. And I'm not talking about from age two, I'm talking about like from college, to where you are today. What did you do before Total Family Management came out so we can kind of set the stage of your journey? So Katie, ladies first, do you mind uh, diving in for us? Absolutely. So I began my career in advertising. I spent seven years in media planning. And the way that I've always described that is that I was not making the ads, but I was making sure that you saw them. So it was a really good education for me that I've used in the rest of my career with understanding that the vehicle is as important as the message. And uh, from there, I took about a year and a half off to have my twin daughters who are now 13. And when they were almost two, I co-founded an organic kid snack food company with one of my closest friends that we ran for 10 years. She is like a family member to me today, which surprises a lot of people because I think we're accustomed to hearing the opposite when friends go into business together. Right. But that was a really great foundation for people development for me, particularly if you've ever seen how many snacks a small child can eat in a day. Uh, so joining TFM was really easy for me. It's the kind of work I love to do personally. And in spite of thinking I would probably never be able to work for someone else again, because I'd worked for myself for so long, it was surprising how easy it was to um, say you know yes to working for Alex, which is probably the nicest compliment that I can give him. That's awesome. I appreciate that. And it really, it's, it's nice that you've had that business background. You're going into this with, for, you know, from a, with a bit, you know, going into this business with that background. And then on top of that, it's like, I got to have to imagine that, you know, your services, you know, I know this is the family biz show. So a lot of the family businesses would relate, you'd relate to what they're going through and what they're doing. So love absolutely. Alex, you're up. I grew up in your neck of the woods, upstate New York. So like, you know, grew up starting my car 35 minutes before I would actually go do something. Uh, moved to Maryland after college. I still live there with my wife and son. We have another, uh, another boy on the way. So it's really exciting. I spent the first decade of my career managing commercial relationships for a bank. And during that time, I was facilitating 
what we call transformational leadership with the HR team at the bank. So kind of 10 years in people development there. After that, I went to work for a training and development organization who was my client. Uh, I was the VP of sales over there for five years. Um, and I didn't, I don't think I, I knew I wanted to start a company, but I also sort of felt like so much had changed through the pandemic that there was really an opportunity for companies like us who were authentic, wanted to do it, uh, wanted to do it in the right way, that there was just a big opportunity uh, created. So, you know, hiring, for example, for us, Michael, like we're a hundred percent remote company. We find talented people all over the U.S. Um, no better example than Katie. But in really short amount of time, we have talented people in in 14 states. So I, I think part of the kind of story of TFM is is how quickly we're growing and how different our company feels from you know maybe some of the old legacy companies that you've seen. Nice, Katie. Where are you located? I'm in New Jersey, just outside of Manhattan. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, we asked Katie to come into the office four days a week from, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> right. I didn't do any of that. So let's talk about TFM, Total Family Management. Where, what, I mean, what was the seed of this idea when, when you started? I think it really, you know, what happened? What was the seed that grew this as, you know, where we're at today? Yeah, I'll take that one. I spent 15 years in, you know, I just think of it as like 15 years in training and development. And so I had really seen the firsthand benefit, Michael, of coaching leadership programs, both with young people and with really experienced executives who just wanted to grow and get better. We all know these types of people. In 2019, I was the VP of, of this sales organization. It just wasn't for me. Um, and I was traveling all the time. We found out my wife, Beth, was pregnant. And when COVID hit, we were, the, the firm that I was with, our delivery was 95% in person or so. And then in 2020, just due to necessity, we pivoted to 100% virtual. Right. We thought it was going to be awful, uh, but it, it really wasn't. You know, everyone adjusted. We were actually able to see our clients more. Um, but then, you know, just going back to the founding of this company, I remember working in an annual priorities with a technology executive and in 2020. And this executive was really burned out. Uh, they were going through a divorce and they just weren't in a good place what, whatsoever. But outside looking in, you know, big, you know, big, cool executive. Um, and I just remember thinking, like, why are we spending time on the vision of this company when the personal life is like in, in such disarray? Like we should almost start there. And then I guess for me, I, I also like kind of had a fear of that happening to myself. Um, but when I went to look for help, I just couldn't really find any resources. So I think there's a lot of development resources for businesses, you know, consulting firms and, and great groups like yours. But as I looked for something for like my family, I just was coming up short and I didn't want therapy. I just wanted something to be like someone to help me be strategic about my life and about my family. Um, and I just kept going back to the fact, like, how could there be so few resources 
when you can go up to any stranger in any city in the world and ask them, what is the most important thing to you in your entire life? Family isn't the only answer you'll get, but it's very, it's overwhelmingly the most common answer. And we define family like really broadly. That could be like, you know, your immediate family, that could be like, you know, step parents, that could be best friends. Like we define it broadly, but we just felt like there was a gap between what people knew in their gut was important, where they were spending their time and where they had resources. Um, and Katie and I both played sports. So we felt like a family was a team, but sort of a team that didn't have a coach. So when we created TFM, we just say we're the official partner of families, the official coaching partner of families. I love it. I love it. Katie, when when Alex approached you, what were the what were the things that he said that made you say, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm in. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what you just heard, to be honest, um, is. I am somebody who enjoys this work, as I said. So, you know, personal development for me has been really important, particularly in the last, I would say, 10 to 15 years. Okay. And this was a something I had never considered, never heard of. So to be in that world and then to be surprised by something in that world, I think was really what did it for me. Um, because I, I wasn't considering myself an expert, but I certainly felt aware of what was available to me to help improve myself and my family. And it was really fun to think about something completely new. Got it. You know, so I will share with you and Alex and I have talked about this, but one of my very first clients, probably one of the first five or 10 clients when I first started 22 years ago, 23 years ago, um, we did all this incredible estate planning work where we, you know, and back then we had an estate tax issue. So we, you know, we were really, you know, it was for estate taxes. We were doing some really good things. Um, but they had a family cottage where the family had gathered for every summer in upstate New York. And Alex, it was right down the road from you, uh, little York Lake. Very Just, nice. Yep. And I'm a freshwater guy. So I get it. There you go. And, and so he wanted to put, and they both, you know, him and his wife wanted to put the cottage in a trust with enough money so that the kids could take care of it and have that place go forever. Mom and dad passed very shortly after we put this plan into place. It was just one after another, six months apart. And, um, Within a year, the cottage was out of the trust. The money was out of the trust. The kids didn't want to be together. And they never asked. We never had the conversation. And so very early in my career, I felt that. And I went out looking for ways to do, you know, talk about these things. And we've been talking about it. And so I mentored with Jay Hughes, James Hughes, who wrote um, Family Wealth, Keeping It in the Family, and a whole bunch of other books. And just, you know, that led me to the Purposeful Planning Institute. But for those families that I served, which were middle market, you know, family-owned businesses or lower, you know, a lot of them were mom and pop across the kitchen table, hiring somebody at $25,000 or $50,000 to do values and, and, and vision and mission of the family and where am I going just was out of reach. And I just, you know, I've been looking for this 
for my, you know, for myself and, you know, you both happen to know, and I'm, this is not an endorsement, but my wife and I are going through this process and my wife and I are, are, are enjoying the process. And my wife was resistant to the process. Um, and after the first meeting, she's like, ah, I don't get it, whatever. After the second meeting, she goes, I understand why we're doing this now. Um, and we're really excited about, you know, we have adult children and we want to do some different things with them. And if we aren't intentional, where are we going? So I, I really appreciate this. I have some, I don't want to, I'm excited about what you're doing. So let's talk about. No, well, Michael, I mean, just to like, to that point, you know, the, what you're talking about with that early client was not, you know, if you're only looking at the problem through a wealth lens. Yes. Thank you. You, know, you. you did everything that you were supposed to do through the wealth lens. And I know we talk about non-financial domains of wealth and financial domains of wealth, but most of the financial advisors we work with are looking at things through the wealth lens because that's the one they know and understand and they're good at. But a lot of times we just find like when we hear those stories, you know, I just hear like you did your job, but there was a whole nother thing going on over here right. um, that maybe a lot of people involved didn't understand. Yeah, we, we didn't communicate. We never asked the kids, what do they want? And it's so easy to do that. And it, what if they said, what if the kids had said to mom and dad, we don't want to be joined at the hip in this cottage. That would be brutal for us. Wouldn't yeah. that be? eye opener for them when they think that everybody's happy and hunky dory and they want to be together forever and they're not maybe i could have done something intentional before i passed yeah well i mean one like katie and i have our own families our families are far from perfect of course right and i think when you say it's easy it's like and we hear this like oh this is the soft stuff or this is the easy stuff i just don't think that's true and it's very, very hard to talk to your own family. Um, we're all, and everyone in our company is, is comfortable helping other families. But then when you go to talk to your own kids or your own parents or your own who, whatever, there's just something different about it. And uh, so having like that objective kind of person in your life who can be on the sidelines, they're not really in what's going on, but they can sort of point out things. I think it's, it's really helpful, so. Yeah, I would also add, you know, it's really just the incremental small improvements. You know, yeah. sometimes it's not going to be the difficult conversation about the cottage before we lose our parents. If we had backtracked, if we had zoomed out 10 years and started those conversations, you know, how does that change? What happens, you know, in the future so that you can really see the progress that you made? It's not in one conversation. It's really over time. That's that's an amazing point by Katie. And I think the solutions that are in the market right now, typically at the higher end of the market, they involve like a retreat or like we're doing this for two days or we're going to solve all our problems in this period of time. And, you know, to Katie's point, one, like we're not really there to solve anything. It's really a little bit over time. We meet with families typically on a quarterly basis. So it's like, four meetings a year for as long as we can possibly do it. And over time, we're going to get to some of that stuff, but it's just hard to show up and be like, all right, we're solving this problem. Everyone sit down. You know, it's just, it, it's, it doesn't really work like that. 
I mean, that's really important to point out to people. Um, I think it's an awful lot like going to the gym. You don't walk into the gym and start breath, um, bench pressing 500 pounds. You work your way up to it and do those things. And you're right, you know, a two-day family retreat might make some people's eyes pop out of their head as they were like, you want me to do what? Yeah. Uh, and you were sharing, like you were sharing in your session, there is just an emotional component to all this when you're talking about the thing you care about the most. So doing it for like eight hours is a lot. Yeah. It's, it's really a lot. So spreading it out, doing it when you're in a good headspace, creating like, you know, um, an avenue that is respectful of the subject matter is something that we're constantly focusing on. Cause like, I can't do that work for eight hours for, for my own family. So I don't see how we, we would expect anyone else to. Yeah. So I think we understand the mission of TFM. Um, let's talk, you know, and let's see if I can paraphrase it, but it's to enhance the family relationships, to enhance the family's legacy, to enhance, and I'm, I'm you know, do you guys, do you have a written, what is our mission at this point? Or yeah, what is it? Share, if you don't mind sharing it. Yes, we, we show up and help families. Show you know, up that's, and help families. And show up, you know, if you really think about what that phrase means, it means more than being present. It really means, you know, in the way that the person I'm showing up for needs. And that might be different for every single client. And we, we have, you know, guidelines to what we do, but we have an incredible team of advisors that are knowledgeable and flexible and empathetic to whatever situation they're in. So I think it's really showing up for us means, you know, going in with intention, with a TFM intention, never, you will never, ever, ever hear anyone in this company say there is a TFM way to be successful. It's just the opposite of who we are and what we want to be. We help families define their values and then align those with the rest of their life. You know, that's really our goal. Great. And, and so, you know, if, so, if a family has an advisor that they're working with, you know, the TFM advisor, they're not coming in as therapists or counselors. They're just there as facilitators of this process of these conversations to, and they're just showing up to help the family. And it's, exactly. And what's really neat is all of these conversations then for people that, you know, we're not, we don't have a screen to share, to show everybody the software and whatnot, but there's, you know, all of these great conversations are held online, correct? Do you mind talking about, you know, I just finished up meeting one where we were just talking about the different roles that Victoria and I play in our lives. And we were just like astounded at how many different roles we play. Number one, we we're also astounded at we, one of the things that the, our advisor, Cynthia, did that what I just thought was magical was when um, she asked us to pick the three to five. She, I'm, there were, This isn't the word she used. I want to say most important, but that was not what she said. She goes, the, the ones that are important to you, and then explain why you're, you're picking those kinds of things. And what was really important, it was a really good distinction. My wife said um, she picked these three because she was most proud of these three roles. Mm. And I picked these three to five roles because they were the ones that were most important to me. 
And so just right there opened up a conversation that, you know, we both have said, we're going to spend some time understanding, you know, you came at things from what you're proud of. I came at it from what's important to me. I'm curious what's different and then what's the same if I talk about them, what I'm most proud of. And now what's what's most and then she talks about what's most important to her. That's a really interesting conversation. Yeah, our, our advisors are amazing. Uh, they they impress us every single day uh, just with their em- empathy. And so many people just don't have someone to like listen to them. You know, there's just with how distracted it feels like everyone is like, you know, someone truly listening to you, you actually notice it, Yeah. but they talk, you know, between 20 and 30% of the time, our advisors. So they're really asking questions. And a lot of our families are like, I got a lot going on. Like, I don't have time to like prepare for these workshops. It's like, you don't have to prepare. You have to. Yeah. You, ha- you have all of the answers. All we're doing is just kind of facilitating and you know, many times, like you describe you and, and your spouse going through it, our advisors will just sit back because the two of you are like on an awesome path talking about something in your own way. There is really no place for us in, in that conversation. We're just there to, you know, facilitate it. Um, you asked about the, the technology. Um, our big thing for families as a whole is it's just very, very hard to see your family getting better. Like, There's no metric that you can look at, you know, that it, you can't like, you can't judge it by height, you know? And so it's also hard to like see the work that you've done over time. So we talked about some of these retreats and all that kind of stuff. A lot of those things get written on post-its and filed away in drawers and never looked at again. And when you talk about goal setting, like everyone, you know, has it in a different way. So we have an amazing uh, CTO who has been with us since the beginning. Um, he does like, if you really want to be amazed, you know, you see what, what, um, our CTO Mike is capable of, and we're just building this technology to support everything that our families are trying to do. So when we hear awesome things, like when, if you said something really fantastic about your wife, we might just capture that in your portal, in your family portal. So three years from now, you know, when you're like a little mad at her or whatever, you're like, oh, I, f- I forgot, like she was really supportive of me in that really hard time in my life. I forgot that. Uh, or tracking goals or having a place to look at values. So you don't just do the value exercise and then it like totally disappears and you never talk about it again. So we use our technology to sort of help families make progress because six hours a year adds up. You know, I would argue that most families don't really spend a ton of time being strategic. Uh, and so six hours a year being strategic over, you know, a period of four, five, six, seven years, you get a lot done. And when you look back at all the cumulative work, it feels really good for people. And that's like what we were trying to do with the technology, both keep them organized, but then also let them see their, their progress. Love it. Um. You talked about values for just a second, uh, you know, writing our values down and, you know, not just going through the exercise. Why is it important for a family to have that conversation about what do we value? I can take that, Katie. I, yep. Katie, Katie will probably, uh, we do a lot of yes, yes anding improv when we're creating our workshops. So it's always a yes and, but values for me is like priorities. 
you, you can't have 20 priorities. Mm -hmm. If you have 20 priorities, you, you arguably have no priorities. And the exercise in figuring out both your priorities and your values is forcing yourself to like pick an answer. None of the words that you see on our value list are bad. It's right. like honesty, integrity, adventurous, uh, loyalty. These are all these are all wonderful words and things to be, but you can't take a, you know, we start with 72 words. You can't take 72 words and go to your, you know, your your kids or your spouse and say, we got to be all of these. You know, that's kind of impossible. So um, we ask people to whittle it down, talk about why it's important to them, combine them as a family. And then also just with the, you'll hear this from our group all the time, like we're just trying to get it 80% there. Yeah. You know, you know, your values can change. You can come back in next quarter and say, you know what? I actually think it's this. It's not intended to be rigid. It's intended to be like really, really healthy. That's great. Yes. And <laughs> um, keeping on the sports analogy theme, which we seem to love more than the average group. Um, you know, if you think about your family as a team, my husband, my daughters, myself, you're thinking about how you can improve yourself individually and then how you can improve collectively and establishing values for a team keeps you moving in the same direction. So that at any given moment, if we're thinking about 72 words, which direction of the field or the court are we running in? You know, we're always more effective if we have a, a goal in mind and values are goals, right? It, just because one of my goals in my family is to be authentic or to focus on humor, you know, or playfulness doesn't mean that I'm always ready to do that, right? But in the big picture, if I'm making um, movement, forward motion toward those values, then we're all moving in that same direction and you just, everything's better. Uh, yes, and. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I would add to that, as you're talking, it's really starting to come together a little bit more for me in that you use the sports analogy, Katie, and there's no successful team that's ever won the Olympics, you know, without a coach. There's no successful, you know, nobody's gone to the Super Bowl without a coach. And so really at the end of the day, what the TFM is, you know, that process is that it's not an advisor, it's the family coach. Yeah, it's that you know. There's there's certain you know the coach knows. Hey, you know what? You might want to work on that jump shot. And so the TFM coach looks at it and says, Hey, you know, can bring it back around to say, remember that value that we talked about here? You know what? Here's an exercise that you might want to think about as a family that you could take through. And I'm, I think I'm guessing at that. It's not guessing at, it, but I know that the, the software and the, the the modules that you have built inside of there, you have a a path, but, but everybody's path is different, but there's a, a resource that's available for the family when they want to and need it. And the coach can see it. Yeah. The coach sees stuff that just the players can't see when they're in the game. Yeah. Right. That's like, you know, anytime a coach has pulled you off to the side and just like pointed something out, you're like, that's what's happening out there. Like yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't totally see it. Um, but to tie this back to the wealth and some of your clients, you know, when you're talking about things that you want to pass on, mm -hmm. values is very, very high on the list of most of the people that we talk to. And it usually manifests like we hear it in different ways, just like I've worked so hard 
you know, hard work is what got me to where I am today. That is something I want my kids to have. Like we hear that type of stuff constantly. And so values is one of the things that like with any of these exercises, it's not really about you, the person who's doing the exercise. If we're talking from the legacy perspective, it's about the people that are around you, the ones you might leave behind, the ones that are going to miss you to have some way to be like, man, like I, let's not forget about how hard work, how important hard work was to, you know, my, my grandfather, my grandmother, my, my mom or my dad. Yeah. For, for years. Um, and it, I'm always, a, I'm guilty of the, oh, it works so well. I stopped doing it routine. Um, but for many <laughs> years I would, I would ask clients, you know, if you had knowledge, your values and all of your assets, and you could only pick two to pass on to your children, I can tell you to a T, not one of my clients, no matter what they were worth, said the assets. It was always the knowledge and the values. But I didn't have a method other than throwing out some conversations without a process, without a coach, because I was always busy worrying about the assets too. And, you know, and they're getting the assets ready for the heirs. Uh, you know, we've done family meetings and we've had some really great conversations, but without a process. Mm -hmm. And so what I love about what you're doing with TFM is bringing in that process for people to be able to follow and to open up some conversations and that, you know, me and as the advisor, now it's like, it's doing that. What we, what we, I could care less about assets under management. I'm, we're, we're a firm that believes in relationships under management. And our real goal is to strengthen the family or strengthen the business or strengthen the legacy. And it's like, you know, yes, that's just how we get paid is managing money and doing all of the planning work. But at the core, this is what's important. And I know it's important because I know it from my family. And if it's important, like you said, you can ask a million people that question, what's most important to you? at least 80 to 90% of the time, my gut would say that it comes up family. Not always. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like the advisors, you know, to us, like, especially advisors like you, and there's a lot of them that are thinking about, that are trying to respond to the changing demands of their clients. Yeah. You can't find a report written by McKinsey, by Fidelity, by anyone that is not pointing in this direction. And so for us, we view you as part of the coaching staff, whether you're the head coach or we're the head coach, doesn't really matter. It's kind of just having this group of people on the sidelines collectively looking out for the family. Yeah. And saying like, all right, so you, okay, you got the legal docs, you got the, you got the financial docs. We have, you know, the quote unquote soft stuff or the non-financial stuff. You're going to get to a pretty good spot if you have a well-rounded coaching staff. Yeah. No, and it's a, I used to, when I first started, I used to, you know, describe to clients, well, I'm kind of the quarterback that gets everything, you know, in the right place in the right time and make sure that it all happens. And then over time, I realized I'm not even on the field, <laughs> not, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on right. the sidelines helping and you're right. It's not just one coach. It's the, it's the accountant who's the tax coach. It's the, yep. the estate planning attorney, the business and, and tax coach and the financial advisor and the. And the family coach, it's all of those peach people working together. And that's a really, 
unique thing. There's right that word right there, collaboration. I didn't say the word, it was in my head. Collaboration, when the advisory team can collaborate, and that's one of the things Alex and Katie and I have talked about is the fact that how do we take the information of what is important to the family and make sure that the other teams, the, the other advisory teams are collaborating and know what's important so that when they're putting a technical thing in front of them, it might not fit their this family's objectives or their values. Yeah. And you really need yeah. to know that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Michael, because you know we say a lot internally um, as the, the coach never takes the game winning shot. You just, it's just good to remember that, right? Yeah. We, we can guide you and coach you and encourage you to be in the position to take a game winning shot. And that's what you ultimately want for your family. I just want to feel like I'm in this, right. And I'm, I'm headed for a successful outcome. Um, and it's just, it's a great reminder. You know, we're, we're all on the sidelines, just cheering them on. Love it. So let's talk about for a second, a little bit nuts and bolts about, you know, how the program works. I know we've, we've done some big picture, but it starts off with a four meetings in 60 days. If I'm not, if I get that right. And that's called connect. Why don't we, why don't we, you know, take the, take some time to talk about connect. Yeah, every family starts the, the same way. So usually they're coming to us through, sometimes it's, it's through an employer and we're working with you know, employees in a company, but the vast majority of the time it's coming from a wealth partner, an RIA, someone like yourself, Michael. Uh, we start with four private virtual workshops. That's with our advisor. And then with the two, you know, typically it's like the, the patriarch and the matriarch of the family. In those sessions, they're 90 minutes a piece. They're over about 60 days, but we just have tons of schedule flexibility. Like you do all your scheduling in our technology, as you know. Yep. Um, and so there's lots of flexibility. We're trying to just meet families where they are, when they can do it. Uh, the first one is a get to know you because you just have to do that. You know, you can't jump into someone's life and try to like pretend like you know what's going on. Um, the second one, which you just had, I think was, was vision where we talk about roles that people play and we call it vision because it's like, it's really, really hard to like, just answer the question, what is the vision for my family? It's a, it's just a very complicated question, but when you break it down into roles and you're like, well, what is my vision for me as a dad? What does success look like as a dad? What does success look like as a, as a son or daughter? It's a little simpler. It's like, you can kind of see it. Uh, the third one is values. So we, we sort of felt like we wanted to get this one in early because every you know business in America, including us, has values. And I think families have intrinsic values, but they don't, they're not always written out to where they can you know, point and agree and talk. Um, and then the last session we call Roadmap, where we're sort of, we're exploring some big questions. We're doing a little bit of goal setting with the family. And we're setting the stage for the ongoing relationship, which is four meetings a year. If, if the families will have us, they'll stay with TFM and their advisor from now until, you know, whenever we stop adding value. And I think that's the real difference in what we're trying to do here. It's not a program. There's no, there's no specific end date. If you only do four sessions with us, you're going to be better off. 
if you stay with us for 10 years, you're also going to be better off. But just like you, you know, you alluded to like staying in shape, that's just an ongoing battle, right? Being healthy is just like an ongoing battle. So it, there isn't really a point where you're like, my family is communicating perfectly. Like I've never heard that. So it's just like constant work and, and not giving yourself a hard time and just like focusing on it for a period of time, which we hope is a, is a long time. We, we hope to support families for a really long time. Great. Katie, anything you want to add to the connect process? Um, I would add, you know, we, we talk, Alex just alluded to it a little bit that this, they're called constant work problems. So you think about your health, your vitality, your relationships, um, you know, an example I sometimes give is if I said to my daughters on Wednesdays, you can tell me about your day, then I can't really expect them to come to me if they have a problem, right? I have to constantly be finding ways to show up for them, particularly as teenage middle schoolers, right? Mm. So, and I would also say to the point of, you know, for work with us for as long as we had value, everyone in the family is constantly changing and evolving. And so that communication process continues to change and you might need a completely different way to be successful. So the values exercise, the values workshop is one that we envision families coming back to many, many times, you know, how have they, or your vision, your roles, you know, my, you know, someday I will retire and that will be a main role for me. I won't be caring for my children in my home. So thinking about this as an evolution and not just work that I should do and then I'll be great is a really healthy way to look at it. Just like, you know, your long-term fitness or health goals. Yeah. And there's also, you know, just on the, the thought of a, of a partner or a coach staying with you for a long period of time, you know, we don't want to drop in and try to solve something and then leave. We're establishing a foundation with our families that when they encounter things, we can lean on. And we may have known the parents or we may have understood this issue and that it was there for a long period of time. It's really hard to just swoop into a family, get a lay of the land of all the really complicated moving parts and, and bring a solution to bear. Because most of the time, like people aren't really looking for a solution. You know, they, they are looking for just help, like talking through it and getting through it and, and whatever. So um, I think, I don't think you'll see a model like ours that is, is looking for a cost-effective way. Cause you, you alluded to like how expensive some of these other options are. So we needed it to be, to work in the economic model of financial advisors so that we could stay with families for as long as possible. It's interesting. I want to talk about the values piece of that because, Katie, you alluded to something that I want to make sure that people get. And that's our, our families are constantly changing. When you and your husband, you and your spouse get married, you chose each other because the values aligned, because, you know, everything, you know, is, is working for you. And then you had kids. Those children are separate human beings. And figuring out what they value, that it's great if you can pass on your values to them, but there may be some things that are different. Victoria and I have seven children between the two of us. Not all of our kids share the same values. So one of the things that we're looking forward to through this process 
is to find a time when we can get all seven kids and some of them are already married. One of them already has children um, and get them talking about what is, you know, we, we call ourselves the Pale Morch Gang, Columbus Morch Hour Gang. And what are the values that we share so that when we're doing things together, when we're, you know, we're making sure that we're zeroing in on the values that we share, because if we, if we don't do that, if we're trying to force our values on these independent thinking human beings, that's where some of the conflict comes. And the joy for Victoria and I is we read um, a book called, come on, Peace, The Anatomy of Peace. And it talks about being in the box or out of the box. And we, as we read the book, we sat there going, we're in the box with our kids. We have these expectations. We have this, what we think their journey is supposed to look like. And we need to get out of the box and just be okay loving them and watching them. And so my son, Alex, you know this, Katie, you might not know this, but my son was in a motorcycle accident, became a paraplegic in 2022. And he runs a business that I'm not really always okay with. Um, but that's his choice. And it's, and he has his reasons and things for doing that, that business. Um, and it's, uh, um, becoming more and more, you know, it's in the cannabis industry. And so it's becoming more and more thought-based, but I grew up in the war against drugs era. So it was a little difficult for Victoria and I to make that shift. And um, we stopped judging. We stopped trying to tell him, you know, take all these skills and put them into, you know, a business that doesn't have all of these connotations and we were just with him and his fiance for dinner on a Sunday, so this week. And we just were with them. We just showed up, Katie, and we just talked. And Connor looked at the two of us and said, this was really nice. It's nice to be friends with you. I hope we can do this more often. You know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, of course. That's all I ever wanted. At the end of the day, it's all I ever wanted. It's all we ever wanted. So values matter a lot. And I appreciate uh, all the things that you're doing here. Thanks for You know, it's that. interesting. Oh, sorry. Someone no, 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 no. Um, recently pointed out to me something I'd never thought of once, uh, which is your relationship with your children after they're out of your home is much, much longer than your relationship with them when they're in your home. Right. But of course, how can you have that perspective when all you're doing is chasing them around your home, right? So it's such a gift to think of everything you just said and the opportunity there. And, and it's also alluding to the very first story which you told, which is you know ultimately succession planning, right? And how valuable that is and what a dialogue that is. Because I think the mistake would be, you know, succession planning is a monologue this is what will happen when I'm no longer here. Right. And it's just absolutely not. If you want to pass on what the majority of us do, which is way more than the estate, right? So to, to look at it like a dialogue and the opportunity for a dialogue, we always recommend that the heads of the household come through TFM together 
And then we open up the conversation for all the reasons that you're describing. You know, you and Victoria have have come to this realization because of the conversation, because of these books that you're reading. And, you know, that's how that happens. And um, we see that as a really effective way to just improve that dialogue. Love it. Yeah. And if you're, you know, for, for me, speaking for me, a good way to get me to not do something is to mandate that I do it. Um, and so I think for values, giving your adult children the autonomy, like they already know what your values are. They lived with you for a really long time. Right. Right. So, so you can say what you want, but they know what your values are. And when they get to choose their own, you're, you can bring, you can come together, you know, with your own separate values and, and you're, there's always going to be something, some level of crossover, you know, Hey, we picked honesty. You picked integrity. I learned that from you, dad, because this happened or that happened or whatever. That's very different than sitting your son down and saying, integrity is what you must be. This is what you must do. This is how you must live your life. I don't think anyone is going to respond to that. And we find that when we bring people together, there's way more similar, like the words aren't always identical, but you see these like kind of, you know, interweaving of similarities between like someone being adventurous and someone being creative and someone being, and it's actually like really, really, you know, a nice exercise instead of going through and saying, this is how you have to do it. Cause I just don't think people will respond to that. You and I have spoken, Alex, a bunch of times, and I don't, I'm putting you on the spot here right now. So I apologize and feel free to say no. Is it possible to share? Are there any stories from families that they have said it's okay to share any of these stories? There were they, other people have had aha moments or is that off? I mean, I think, you know, I think we have, a number of aha moments. Um, I'll share one and then maybe Katie can um, also share one. The, um, I was talking to a client who sort of akin what we were doing to preventative healthcare. And they were, they were kind of looking at like, you know, the, the healthcare system and, and they described it as a sick care system. You know, like you get sick, you have an illness, something happens and now we go to treat. Right. Um, and so I think for us, you know, we're an early intervention tactic. We're not therapy. Right. We're not we're not experts. We don't we don't deal with people who have any type of disorders. We're not dealing with trauma. We're not dealing with with medication. We're not dealing with all of these things. But we had a client that said, we're here so we never end up going to therapy. And I thought that was like a really cool way to look at it yeah. because there is nothing, you know, there is a connotation with therapy that you're like, you're going for a reason. No one wakes up and is like, I should just randomly go to therapy today. Right. There's something going on, but for us, we're coming at it like, you know, from a, a totally different perspective that there is nothing wrong with your family. There is, there is absolutely nothing wrong with your family. We're just here to facilitate some conversations. And as you build up that muscle memory, like our I think what we're seeing already is when people leave our workshops, they're better able to communicate at dinner or in your example, like you're just a little bit more aware of how you are with your kids or, or something like that. So that 
preventative care sort of thing kind of jumped out to me as as a you know a recent story that that we heard. Love it. Yeah, I would add, I immediately thought of the values discussion, particularly around a client that we've um, met through a financial advisor partner. Many of these families didn't necessarily grow up with the success that they have. And so the values conversation is really uh, thought provoking. I think, you know, Alex mentioned before, I want my kids to be as hardworking as I was. That's at least a component. There's probably luck and a lot of other factors that came into play, but that was a component for me that I recognized that got me here. But maybe having an easier life is like taking that away from my kids, right? And that's so common. That's what a lot of people struggle with. So, you know, I can think of at least one person who really looked for the value and I think ultimately landed on growth. You know, if you could be somebody who's just trying to improve, to be, stay curious, and that was kind of a, an encouraging way to instill that in his children um, in, in a different way than he experienced, but acknowledged, you know, the new set of cards that they had dealt without making them feel bad about it, right? There's nothing that your kids can do if you have a better life than you did. Um, so why not cultivate something out of that? Um, instead of, you know, like we said, mandating a set of values that no longer apply. Yeah. We, you talked about growth and there was something else you talked about, the people wanting to, they're always trying to achieve more in the side of their family. And I want to just share a concept so that people catch this. Dan Sullivan um, runs a program called Strategic Coach, and he's been coaching entrepreneurs for years. And one of the things that he noticed was for human beings, because we're always comparing ourselves to somebody else, it's a never ending battle to, to where you're trying to get to. And so it's like the, your goal is the horizon because as soon as you get from, you know, the, the Hyundai to the Honda, to the, to the Lexus, to the, you know, to the whatever, there's always somebody else that has something more or that looks better than you or whatnot. And so he gave me this really cool tool and it really changed my life. And he called it, you know, he called it, you don't live in the gap, the gap being that where I am versus where I want to be, but make sure that you turn around, do a 180 and look at all the places that you came from and all the things that you did. And that's what TFM does for families is helps them to look at, yes, there's, there's a goal out there, but we're going to build up these muscles. We're going to put this stuff together so you can see all of the work that you've done through the years and capture it all in one place. I was with a family right before my meeting on Wednesday with, um, I did, uh, Kat, nope, who is my, who is my coach? Uh, Cynthia. Cynthia, thank you. I just did, I, sorry, Cynthia. Um, sorry, Cynthia. Michael doesn't mean it. <laughs> I was with a family friend that we've known for years and he's in hospice and I wanted to sit there and make sure that we talked about all of the things that we did and, and we got a chance to do some of it not as much as I wanted to it was a big big room with lots of people but but that point of you know, when somebody's sitting in hospice, they're not ever wishing, I wish I worked more. He smiled when we talked about the camping trips that our two families took together. He smiled when, 
you know, just telling the story about the raccoons and my mom stepping on a fuzzy slipper thinking it was a raccoon and just the rain that just came down the whole week we were there and the last day we're leaving it, finally the sun comes out. And, but it was the time that we spent together. And, and I love the fact that you guys are cataloging and that might be one of the other things to catalog. What were the experiences that we did as a family? And so talking about cataloging and, and these conversations, how many, you know, I mean, when you started, it was four, it was connect modules that you built out to have these conversations. How many modules do you have today? Uh, well, I think it's like somewhere like a family could go through 12 years um, of stuff with us without, without repeating right now. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, just a couple of things on, on, you know, to your, to your, your friend, we say, you know, that you see this quote all the time. It's like, it's always too late or it's always too early until it's too late. And so for these questions, you know, these questions, it's like, I don't think anyone is going to regret the time that they spend doing this type of work. And that's just something that we are really, really proud of. Um, you, you know, you alluded to someone in hospice, you hear this from people who have gone through survived plane crash or had any type of near-death experience. They come out with a clarity of what's important to them. And it is not more money. I wish I bought a nicer car. I wish I worked more. Those just, you, I, I just haven't heard that yet. Not saying no one has ever said it, but I just haven't heard it. And so for us, when we're doing those types of, when we're having like these types of conversations, um, in the moment, it might be hard. It might be like, why are we doing this? But you won't regret it because uh, we've sort of built this thing. I don't think you've seen Living Legacy, but it's kind of, you know, coloring in around what a will and a state and a trust might look like. And one of the components of that is like stories. Mm -hmm. Because when we lose those amazing people, we lose those really, really great stories. And we've all lost people in our lives, everyone in our company. And are just like, God, I wish I had like asked that person what they were most proud of. I wish I knew what their favorite movie was. Yeah. You know, they're just like things like that, that um, I think are really powerful and then cataloging for them. Um, so right now you can go through our stuff for about 12 years. But our the time you get to 12 years, you'll be able to go another 30. Definitely. Right. Our, our creative process is is really robust. And because we have all these smart advisors from, from all different walks of life, you know, we're getting, we're constantly getting ideas of like, hey, we need to do something here for in-laws. Hey, we need to do something here for if you're adopting a child. Hey, we need to do something here if you're in interracial partnerships. And all of these ideas, just like, we're just going to keep going and looking at the problems like that. But there's also, as Katie kind of alluded to, some of our workshops, you can go through multiple times. Uh, roles change over time. Values can, you can double down on that. Um, we have a workshop about gratitude. I, I think some of our families on the planet, I think some of our families are going to do that once a year. Yeah. Um, so it's 12 years if you did all that new stuff. Um, but I think we probably have enough content to, to, you know, serve people for, for a good amount of time. I, I told you when we met, 
I felt like we were kindred spirits because I have been on this path. You just channeled everything that I've been thinking about, to be honest with you, and saying, ah, ah, but I, I have another role. I has I was serving families and I didn't, you know, I'm not a tech person and putting this stuff together, but Alex Kirby, you complete me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael. And I mean that in, in just the way that I, that I said it. And this is, I'm so excited for what you're building and what you're creating. And, you know, it's show up and help families. That's, that's an awesome purpose. I would, I would, you know, and how you measure that over time is the impact. The yeah. impact that you're going to have on people for many generations is going to be incredible. And I couldn't be prouder to be going through this stuff and, you know, working with you guys. And I just think it's a, an amazing thing. I don't, I don't think you're, you're right. I don't think anybody could go through those first four things and walk away saying that was a waste of my time. You know, yeah. so, so powerful in what you're doing. Um, how do people get a hold of you? How do they, you know, how do they find you? How do they register for this program? Um, if they have a fine, I will say, if you have a financial advisor and you're listening to this, tell your financial advisor about this so that they can connect you with, with this piece and they, you know, can collaborate with TFM. Um, but why don't you tell people what the next, you know, how do they do this? Yep. So I would say if you're if you're out in the world and you're looking for information or um, a little bit of commentary on what we're doing, LinkedIn is your best bet right now. Total Family Management, um, and all of our email addresses are first names at totalfamilymgmt.com. Um, so that's the easiest way to find us right now, and that's a really easy way to get a lot more information um, as we continue to grow the brand and you know, thankfully get opportunities like this and to get in front of more people. It just gives us a chance to um, share the story. Love it. Thanks, Katie. Thank Alex, you. Alex, any parting words? No, just, I mean, I, I think it, advisors like you are the ones that are going to continue to be less commoditized, uh, get referrals from existing clients, grow organically, connect with both financial and non-financial decision makers and the, the next generation. I just think this is the direction that your industry is going. Um, and just credit to you for, you know, being out in front of it and, and thinking about your clients in the same way that you think about your own family, because that's really all, you know, we're doing too. Right. KG, yeah, I've been talking too much here. I'm going to have Christina edit that one right out. Katie Janowski and Alex Kirby from Total Family Management. Thank you both so much for sharing with us today. Um, you can also find Total Family Management out on the internet. Um, if you're looking for their website, it's out there. Um, my name is Michael Columbus. This, I'm with Family Wealth and Legacy in Rochester, New York. And you've been listening to The Family Biz Show. We really appreciate you guys, and we look forward to you coming in and tuning in to the next episode. Have a great day, everybody.
Thanks for listening to The Family Biz Show. We appreciate your time and trust to deliver the best guests and most cutting-edge information to help you maximize your family business. Being part of a family is tough. Add a business to that, and it gets even tougher. Tune in next week as we strive to ease your journey with The Family Biz Show. The content presented is for informational and educational purposes. The information covered and posted are views and opinions of the guests and not necessarily those of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Michael Columbus is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker dealer, member SIPC, and registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Financial Affiliates and other fine companies. Family Wealth and Legacy LLC is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.